Welcome to the Max Capacity Podcast. I'm your host, Ed McDonald III, EM3. We're bringing you the hottest topics impacting the world today. Connecting voices not only coast to coast, but also internationally across the pond. To join the podcast as a live listening audience, go to my website at www.iamem3.com for more details. We thank you for checking us out today. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to be here and spend your time with us. So now sit back and enjoy this episode of Max Capacity. Previously on Max Capacity. It's not broken. This is working just how they intended. I'm saying you need to throw it in the trash and let's rebuild and let's build something because it's it's not broken. That's that's exactly how they wanted it to be. And I've coached people telling them that telling them that. Like why are you disqualifying yourself? Let them do that's their job. Don't do their job for them. You know, okay. make them make them review that resume and do their homework. You know, and if they can't figure it out, that's not your fault. <laughs> I heard a talk recently about the imposter syndrome. I don't know if anyone's ever heard mm. of it. Ah, the imposter yeah. syndrome is, is they say a lot of women feel like they're not qualified. They don't have confidence in their skills and capabilities. And in fact, when they sometimes arrive at certain positions, they feel like they're not worthy. And so they, they, they actually have a phenomenon. It's called the imposter syndrome. I think it wow. has that the confidence is low. And so the reality is there's a reluctance to assert yourself sometimes when you have low self-esteem or you don't have the confidence or you don't feel that you're that good you don't feel you know that you're worthy if we're talking about being equitable then let's look at what the data is telling us about our state's demographics and then again putting our money where our mouth is if it's 18 percent women-owned businesses then 18 percent of my dollars at the least should go to a women-owned business because now i'm matching what the state numbers are. When we start seeing disparities is where it's like there's 18% women-owned businesses in the state, but only 2% of the small businesses uh, that are women-owned are receiving by dollars. That's a problem. You see what I mean? That's an issue. That's where we start getting into these disparity issues. So if we truly want to talk about diversity, if we truly want to talk about equity, if we truly want to talk about inclusiveness, then we really have to look at how are we allocating the money. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Here it is. It is Friday once again, and we are out here. Uh, this is episode four, season two for Max Capacity. We thank you so much for being here. Listen, as I say every single week, you could have been anywhere, but you chose to be here with us and spend your Friday night with us. So we thank you and we appreciate you so much. Please do me a favor, go out and yell it from the rooftop, yell it from the porch, and run down the street and tell everybody in your neighborhood that Max Capacity is on the air. Uh, you got to scream it loud, just like you got to tell them that it's like the ice cream man coming down the street. Our show actually started last year with season one, and I was getting ready to launch in June. However, I ended up launching early because there was this public outcry that was going on, and I had people reaching out to me regarding the killing of George Floyd. And I had so many people, uh, so many different backgrounds, Black, white, Asian, 
male, female, non-binary, heterosexual, LBGTQ+. I mean, just people from all different walks of life were reaching out to me just like, Ed, I feel so numb. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know, you know, how to be. I don't even know how to look at my coworkers or this is causing issues in my family. And it really was tearing homes apart, uh, relationships apart. And it was very sad to see that killing uh, an unarmed Black man could create such a division in our country. He wasn't the first. He wasn't the last. But we still have people at odds. Max capacity started at that time. And the goal at that moment was to create a safe space for everyone to be able to come together and talk, to be able to be authentic, speak their truth, and just be naturally who they are without fear of retaliation without fear of being judged because everybody is feeling some kind of way. Well, here we are again, and now we're a year later, a couple months shy of the George Floyd killing. And we've had a series of shootings that have occurred, the most recent in, in Boulder, Colorado. And we know about, most of us know about what happened in Atlanta, um, at uh, an Asian-run massage parlor. We've had this ridiculous attack on the Asian community. There is absolutely no reason why anyone should be treated in a hateful manner. There's no reason why we can't exercise acts of kindness. There's no reason why anyone should fear for their lives just because of their ethnicity or the color of their skin. As, as a Black man, I know this all too well. And it makes it very difficult to see friends of mine, colleagues of mine in the industry that I work in, concerned, angry, upset, all because someone is doing something against them, targeting them just because they are of Asian descent. And so I think it's very important that we make sure on mass capacity that we acknowledge to our Asian Pacific Islander brothers and sisters that we we hear you, we hear your outcry, we join you and unite with you so that you too live the peace of life like we desire as a Black community as well. Because nobody should be treated in a hateful way. Nobody should be targeted. And I just want you to know that you have an ally here on mass capacity. If there's anything that we can do to create a safe space for you on, on mass capacity, please reach out, get in contact with myself or one of my co-hosts, and we would love to have you on the show so you can have a safe space to come and talk, to come and vent, to come and plead, uh, to come and speak about your causes. Uh, you know, and I will I will say I am I am absolutely naive to the plight that you have to deal with as an Asian Pacific Islander community. But I am absolutely open to listening uh, as, a, as a partner and as an ally. Um, I am more than happy to extend an olive branch to anyone that is uh, of Asian, Asian Pacific Islander descent. If you have friends or family um, that are, if you have colleagues that are, um, please have them reach out. Uh, because we would love to have them have an opportunity to utilize our launch pad 
um, for their cause and be able to talk about some of the challenges that they face and the barriers that they face as well. So I just wanted to make sure I acknowledged that right at the very beginning. I felt so bad when the show ended last uh, week and I looked back at my agenda and there was an oversight on my part uh, that I didn't mention it at the time. And uh, so I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that before we got into our topic of discussions for tonight. Um, there's no justification behind hating anyone. We also send our thoughts and prayers to all the family members who lost loved ones in Boulder, Colorado. Mass um, shooting that took place there as well. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Greetings, everyone. I am Asa, and this is Sadiq, and we're here um, representing Culture Born. We're sorry that we missed you on last week, but we're very glad to be back in the space. <laughs> Um, we have missed you all thoroughly and we're more than happy to get to everything and due to the unfortunate events, of course, our prayers are with those whose lives were lost. How you doing, Zakia? Hello, everyone. I'm Zakia here. I'm so happy to be back with you guys this week and I'm looking forward to the topic this week. Um, of course, I'm multitasking here with my kiddos, my, my baby boy who's been, you know, wanting his mommy today. Um, so I'll be on mute, of course, um, and I'll try to chime in as much as possible. Miss Catherine, how are you? How are things going out there in uh, sunny Portland, Oregon? Well, good evening, everyone, and it is awesome to see Culture Born back in the space. We miss you just as you miss us, and we're just touching with you in terms of our sentiments, our prayers, our concerns for the uh, the families of the victims and uh Atlanta, as well as Boulder, we recognize that this is unfortunately a reoccurring theme, but as a person of color who has had a lived experience where people just don't like you because of what you look like or where you're from, we can certainly let our Asian Pacific uh, Islander, Asian American Pacific Islander uh, friends and family and community know we stand in solidarity with them. I think that's important for them to know they're not alone. Uh, and I just wanna commend you for remembering to acknowledge them. Uh, I think it's to amplify our voices and to take uh, the opportunity uh, to stand up against racism and hatred wherever it shows its ugly face. I think that I'm always thinking that when one group of people are targeted, it affects the quality of life of all people. And so for those reasons, I'm just excited, uh, one, to join in solidarity with them and you, but also on this last Friday of Women's, National Women's History Month. It's just awesome to be a woman. It's awesome to share space and it's awesome to have people that are loved and who love you sharing in this uh, experience that you've created in this platform. So thank you. So thank you, Edward. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, Catherine, we thank you uh, for your comments and stuff as well. And I, and I know you have to take off early. So thank you for, um, you know, using this little bit of space of time that you have and spending that with us because, you know, you can be trying to get ready to run out the door to, or, or just, to, <laughs> just, to, just to relax before the next event. So thank you so much for taking some time with us. Uh, and I know we're, 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 let's jump right into it. Um, you know, tonight, as, 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 as Catherine mentioned, and, and Catherine, I do want to give your organization a shout out. Uh, this is something I meant to do last week, and it was an oversight as well. So um, I was just so excited to get started with uh, our topics last week, and, and uh, I got some great reviews from our conversation last week. 
uh, talking about pay equity. Uh, you know, Zakia and I had some opportunity a couple of days ago to kind of uh, uh, chop it up. I posted some videos uh, in the group on Facebook uh, that <clears throat> the White House uh, recently had some dialogue uh, talking about the same things that we were talking about Friday night. Uh, and then we had uh, the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, chief of Facebook. Uh, she came out with this very strong post on Facebook on LinkedIn, and uh, you know, put her piece out there and put some stats and all those kind of things. And she used the exact same stats that we use on the show. So I'm like, you know what? These folks have used my information. They got to be watching the show and listening or something. You know, uh, you know. I know we, you know, kind of kind of newbies out here in the podcast world, but. Uh, it was really good to see that we're in alignment with uh, some people in some powerful seats uh, that are some decision makers and have a larger platform than we do at this time and can really get that information out there. So um, my story is we had something to do with it. So <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take it. But it's good to get the messaging out there and every single venue and every voice that is out there united. It's great to see people are on the same wavelength regarding these topics and that they have the same messaging and the same voice. So this has been. Um, the most active I've been during during um, uh, the, the National Women's History Month. I've never taken this um, this much of an active role in it, and it's really been enjoyable. It's been fun. Um, it's been a learning experience beyond uh, all things, and there's just so many phenomenal women that are out there doing some incredible things. But I, I, I do want to say, from a diversity standpoint, uh, since we're since we're talking about women. Catherine, I do want to give you a shout out and your organization. Number one, thank you for the invite to the diversity summit that, that Marsh held uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I, I learned so much, you know, listening to your colleagues uh, and other people in the industry. Your guest speakers that you had were phenomenal. One, one, one young brother is out of Atlanta. Uh, and then uh, you can you can mention who the other uh, who, who the two were. There was another uh, lady that I can't recall her name, but she's a C-suite executive, black female. Uh, both of them were just so phenomenal, so phenomenal, so powerful. Uh, but it was really great to have them and and be a part of that conversation and listening in uh, and, and stretching my mind and my understanding and, and and meeting new faces and new people and stuff. So thank you to Marsh uh, and to your company, Catherine, for extending that. And uh, we're going to start off with you, Catherine, so you can put a plug in regarding that. Um, but we want to start off with the with the dialogue regarding Mount Rushmore, right? Who are your four women you would put, if you had the opportunity to select four women to put on a female, on a woman's Mount Rushmore, who would they be? I've got my four. I'm going to go last um, you know, because I want I want to I want the women to go first. I want to see what y'all come up with, uh, because I, I'm I am so interested in hearing these names and 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 kind of like you know why why would you pick them? What does it mean to you? Uh, who are they to you uh, in life and and their impact to you? So let's start off with Catherine because I know she's got to take off here shortly. Uh, but if you could say a quick comment, Catherine, regarding the summit uh, that that your company had, and then uh, give us your four for your Mount Rushmore. Well, the summit was uh, awesome. It was uh, part of our African-American uh, resource group. It was a black business summit. Uh, and it was April Savoy. I think Ray Bailey is who you were referring to. They may be, I think, uh, Ray's from Atlanta. Uh, and then the, the Milton Jones. Uh, and I think I have Milton's last name. In any event, it was awesome. And it was uh, people that worked at Marsh as well as black business entrepreneurs. 
having a conversation about uh, what it takes to empower and engage uh, Black entrepreneurs in um, business in terms of opportunities with Marsh and major cities, but also just how we can empower and promote and help to sustain and grow Black business entrepreneurs. So it was it was uh, inspiring, invigorating, aspirational, and I think a network of contacts was established for people like Edward and hopefully Culture Board, Zakia, all of you who run your own businesses and more. Um, as far as the four that I would have on uh, Mount Rushmore, man, that's a great question. I'm definitely going to have Michelle Obama up there. Um, she is one of the people that have inspired me in this, uh, I would say, the last 15 years greatly. And I'm going to pass to uh, Asa and Zakia and Sadiq to see who they would add on the other three spaces. But I'm definitely going with Michelle. Okay. All right. That sounds good. So, uh, Asa, who, who would you have? on your uh, Mount Rushmore? You know, there are a lot of dynamic women in this world, right? And so it kind of makes it difficult to narrow it down to the top four. Um, of course, former first lady, Miss Michelle Obama, Mrs. Michelle Obama, I should say. I'd love Oprah Winfrey and the path in which she's blazed for so many women and also Malala Yousafzai, um, the young lady activist. Um, she has a very nice stance on political activism, socialism, and also women equality. So those are my three. Four is coming soon. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Mrs. Zakia, uh, who would you have on your Mount Rushmore? So they going celebrities. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, definitely um uh, first lady, just because she's brilliant and we need her 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 class and poise. And then um secondly, I'm gonna go with uh Serena Williams because we need her grit, <laughs> you know, to help us get up there, you know. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and last, I'm gonna go more personal. I'm gonna say I'm gonna invite my friend. Lacia Griffin, you guys don't know her, but um, she's an RN back home in Louisiana, and she's amazing, and she has equal amount of grit and class, tat, and balls. <laughs> so um, I would definitely go with her. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is sweet enough. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Um, okay, so let's let's circle back. Catherine, you want to add any more? Asa with Culture Born, you want to add another? Yeah, I, you know, I, it's, uh, uh, I believe her first name is Mae Jemison. I'm just learning so much more about women that have been astronauts in science and math and people that you don't hear that much about. So I would definitely put Jemison up there on my list. I'm learning more like Asa. As Zakia said, there's so many. Uh, women, black women who have gone before us that are amazing and inspirational. But I'm, I'm right now. I'm gonna have to think about it more. On a personal note, I will put my own mother up on a mountain because anybody that can have seven children uh, and raise uh, children um, and part of her life by herself, yeah. uh, keep her right mind and raise us to tr uh, be the best contributing members of society that we can. I, she's, she's my hero. She is my hero. Right she'll, on. She'll be 87 in uh, April 7th. And she's the wow. she's for me. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, happy, happy early birthday. <laughs> and her name to, is to Juliet Scott. Juliet Scott. Uh, she doesn't have a middle name. Yeah. But I'm telling you. My mother. Well, happy, happy early birthday to, to Mother Juliet. 
And uh, yeah, make sure you send that to uh, to her for, 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 from us, please. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple more names out there. Uh, Lisa out on Facebook uh, chimed in. She says, four is not enough, LOL. She said, no celebrities for me, people in everyday life that I know and love. Uh, she mentioned a young lady by the name of Eva Rouse. Hope I said that right, which is her grandmother. Uh, Joy Moody, which is her sister. Joy Harris, and if that's the same Joy Harris I, that her and I both know, that's a that's a great one for her for sure. Because uh, uh, Sister Joy is incredible. That's the Joy. If that's Joy Harris I'm, that, that we're both thinking of. She, she's got a Tina Smith and Latora Tate, uh, God sisters in her life. Uh, she says her grandmother taught her how to love, support, and to show up. How about that? I love that. You know, for me, I, I struggle as well trying to put. Um, anybody out here like my goodness you know where you know where do I go do I go in my family outside of my family influencers uh over my life uh personally you know then I just said you know what who are some people who kind of set some trends that were meaningful to me that just you know really jumped out and stood out to me um I, I was always fascinated um and I've tried to do like uncommon names but I struggled um I found some but I didn't know enough about them to say that they made an impact, you know, and, and they made an impact in this world. But, I, you know, I just couldn't say like, you know, to me and, and as I was growing up. Harriet Tubman and what she did to free slaves during that time period and the risk that she that she took in order to do it was just so powerful to me. So if we had to chisel some stone to put someone's face on it, you know, to me, I would just think you know, I would have to put her name on there. I had Michelle Obama on here and then I put her in parentheses as an honorable mention. <laughs> I was struggling, uh, you know, with whether or not to include her name uh, because, it, you know, if I, it, I, need a, I need a few Mount Rushmore's for women uh, just because <laughs> of all the things that they have done. But I got her on here as an honorable mention for sure. Dr. Maya Angelou, uh, she was so impactful during my form, formidable years in high school. And, and and so was this third person, Shirley Chisholm. Both of them were so impactful to me during my, my time in high school because I really did a deep dive into Black culture during my high school years. And, and Sadiq, you remember uh, Mrs. Ballard uh, from Heights. And, and I wanted to put her, like if I had a personal one of an influencer in my life, Mrs. Ballard would be on my Mount Rushmore for sure, um, just because who, who she was to me. She was like a second mother to me and helped me keep my attitude in check so I could graduate and stay out of jail because I was starting to become a troublemaker in my 11th and 12th grade. And, um, you know, Mrs. Ballard was like uh, my mother in the school house, in the schoolyard, you know, so... But she's, she opened the door for me to learn about Dr. Maya Angelou and about Shirley Chisholm. And when I when I when I looked at their lives, especially Dr. Maya Angelou, because I love poetry, uh, her poetry was just so phenomenal. It just so it just resonated with me so much. You know, it was like she was a part of my family. The way I was ingrained into reading her work, Shirley Chisholm just had this chip on her shoulder. She just had this attitude, like, you know, I don't care, and it just reminded me of me. You know, um, like she didn't care what people say. She didn't care what the what, what the latest trend was. She didn't care if she wasn't supposed to do it according to society. You know, she was just that blazer just come and kick a door in 
Um, and she spoke with such power. She was kind of scary, you know, in a way, in her dominance, the way she spoke. Pull up some videos of her. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know. But those were those were those were my first three. And one of my favorites, and these most of my people were rule breakers, I'm starting to see. So <laughs> that's gotta say something. I got issues. So my my fourth one was Flo Jack. Uh Florence, Florence Joyner, the track athlete, uh, the Olympic star. I love Flojo Boy. Oh my goodness, she stepped on the on the world stage with her hair just flowing. You know, she'd have on a full body suit. She'd have on colorful clothing, and and, and uh, you know, track stars like they didn't want to wear a bunch of stuff or whatever. You know, because they wanted to have as little on as possible, right? <laughs> right. And I'm gonna tell you what, um, she stepped out there just just beautiful as could be, um, strong, confident, fast, would blow anybody out the water on that track. And I couldn't wait for the Olympics every four years just to see her run. Her stride was beautiful. But the thing that got me was the fact that she stood out and did what nobody else was doing with her appearance. You know, she said, I'm bringing my whole self to the track and I don't care. You know, no, I'm not going to fit in with just a normal, you know, uh, uniform. I'm going to take this red, white and blue and I'm going to dazzle it. She designed most of her outfits. I found out just researching her recently, a little known fact about her. She actually designed the uniform for the Indiana Pacers uh, uh, in 1989. Uh, so the uniforms that they were wearing back then was actually her design. I was kind of fascinated to learn that. But Flojo was just one for me. She was uh, actually all of them. All of them were rule breakers, right? Uh, all of them over had to overcome challenges. If you think about Harry Tubman, she had to overcome challenges uh, as well, of course, and what she was doing. Dr. Maya An Angelou reinvented her life and, and, and who she was as a woman. Shirley Chisholm was breaking the mold in the 60s. She was the first Black woman in, in Congress. Um, just breaking molds just everywhere. And then, of course, Flojo just being, you know, her flamboyant self. Um, uh, just what we would call today is just she was so extra. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, those those were the four I picked out. I had a tough time. I'm like, man, you know, I, there's so many people I want to put on here. I can't think of who it would be. But those were those were four women that... Um, you know, I look back, especially during my, my teen years, I was I was struggling so bad during my teenage years. You know, I didn't have a father figure in my life. And I really, you know, my brother was really my, my, my father figure. So having these women around me and women I could look up to and my coaches and stuff, you know, in sports, that's that's what it was for me. You know, um, you know, outside outside of my home, you know, my mother's influence as well. I got to put my mother on there if we go, if we do our mamas, you know, I got to put my mom on there because anybody who could put up raising me, <laughs> anybody could put up raising me. Um, yeah, they definitely deserve to be uh, on a Mount Rushmore somewhere. But so, yeah, those, those, those are my, my, my four of my honorable mentions as well. Y'all go ahead and jump in if y'all got any more. Feel free to jump in there. Oh, Sadiq, go ahead, man. Yeah, what you got? What you got? I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to read the chat and see what folks are saying on the chat while I was talking. But go ahead. What you got? You know what? For me, it would definitely be a personal thing. You know, I, I, uh, my reason I just can't go with the, uh, I don't know, I guess commercial, not take, any, take away from anyone's um, choices. Uh, for me, aside from my wife here and her <laughs> achievements, 
Um, I would definitely put on, uh, I don't know if you remember Dr. Ackerman from uh, Heights. Yeah, Dr. Ackerman. Dr. Ackerman, she she gave me a candle one day. And she said, you are now a man. And I, I was the 33rd person to walk through the door. She handed me a candle. She said, you are now a man. So um, Dr. Ackerman and, 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 and Dr. Harris, Ms. Harris. I don't know if you remember Ms. Harris from Bullet. I do. I do. They um, naturally stand out to me. Um, two others would be uh, Kelly Washington. Uh, she's another uh, High High alum. She uh, was our, our president for most of, most of, you know, from the time I could remember. She was always our class president president and the things that she achieved in her life. Um, I've always looked up to uh, Kelly and appreciated, you know, all her achievements and accomplishments, as well as uh, Tracy um, Buckner. But her, her last name at the time was Tracy McNeil. But now it's Tracy Buckner. And Tracy Buckner, if you guys aren't familiar with her, she's in Akron and she works with children. Uh, she was in Newsweek, I believe, at one point. She had made it into to Newsweek for uh, her accomplishments and achievements, um, her trailblazism uh, in Akron. So, you know, my mom, anyone who could put up with me as well, um, I was it was really a dear mama for me because I didn't know if I was going to make it past, you know, 18 the way I was going. Right. That's how I ended up in the Marines so quick. Right, right, right. <laughs> so... So yeah, definitely my mother gets that, uh, you know, that extra, you know, push on the pedestal. So those are mine. Thank you. Good deal, good deal. I got, I got like comments flying in. Um, um, So uh, Catherine, I see your comments up here. You mentioned uh, Macy uh, Jemison, the engineer physician uh, and NASA astronaut, Henrietta Lacks, uh, our sister whose cancer cells are the source of the HeLa cell line genesis of the most important cells in medical research. Cicely Tyson, you know what? I used to watch TV and see Cicely Tyson. I used to swear up and down like Cicely Tyson was related to me. That's like, I used to, man, I'm tell you what, I'm tell you what, oh, if, if y'all haven't seen it, you get a chance, you gotta watch Bustin' Loose with Cicely Tyson and Richard Pryor, all time classic uh, with the two of them. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, Cicely Tyson, my goodness. All right, and uh, uh, Barbara Jordan, Madam C.J. Walker, uh, for sure. Uh, first uh, black female millionaire. These are some good ones. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm gonna tell you what, it's so hard. Like you said, Asa, it's so hard to like, you know, try to try to try to pick one. There's there's just so much. And if you think about this, think of all these people that we're naming just now. This is not this is not even like the tip of the iceberg, right? Think about back when you were in school. And if you have kids that are in school now, right? Think about who they're learning about and what and what what we learned when we were coming through school. Most of these names, you know, weren't even mentioned. You know, I pulled up as I was looking just to make sure I wasn't like missing anybody. I pulled up a uh, a website. I was looking through this list, and let me tell you something. There were so many. There were so many women out here doing things. I was going through these names. I'm like, who is this? Well, who's that? Who's that? Like, I don't even know who like some of these people are. Um, let's see. Uh, of course, nobody called that Coven. Uh, her name came out regarding the Rosa Parks bus boycott. Right, that she was actually the first person to do it, not Rosa Parks. But, you know, again, you know, let our history books tell it, it was just Rosa Parks. But Claudette Colvin was actually the first one as a 15-year-old who chose not to sit 
at the back of the bus. In 1955, it says here, we got Annie Lee Cooper, Selma, Alabama native, played a crucial part in the 1965 Selma voting rights movement, but it wasn't until Oprah played her in 2014 and got an Oscar-nominated film called Selma that people started to actually look at look at her to see who she was. Uh, it was Dorothy Height, who just passed away in uh, 2010. She is considered as the godmother of the women's movement. Um, she used her background uh, with education and in social work to advance women's rights. And so you start thinking about, I'm trying to think, this what's the lady's name who was first in aviation? She tried to take a she tried to take a flight around the world. She was trying to be the first woman to take a flight around the world. I can't think of her name right now. Amelia Earhart. That's it. Thank you. Um, there's just there's just so many women out there who have done so many incredible things. And their voices, their names, their images, their work. I mean, we got the movie about hidden figures, you know, as well, you know. And we think about all of these women who have made such an impact in society. And I know we're talking about the Mount Rushmore, but even just, you know, think about all of these people who have made such an incredible impact that are that are that are women in, in our history, things that we use today. I just saw something, uh, a meme. Uh, a couple of days ago, they showed one guy's picture and says, hey, I invented the internet. Uh, hey, I invented Microsoft. I invented Apple. And there's just one lady out here uh, says, yeah, uh, she was the one who introduced the connectivity of wavelengths to send signals from one device to another device, which is today the, the modern use of Wi-Fi. And so if you start thinking about the women who have made an impact. You start thinking about all the women who have made an impact in society. And you just start going through the names and there's just so many. Um, like I said, as I was preparing for this, I was trying to make sure I didn't miss out on any. And uh, just like, my goodness, like there's a lot of women out here that's done, <laughs> that's done some incredible work. So, you know, shout out to, go ahead, what'd you say? And Jemima makes some good pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> That was a syrup, though, wasn't it? I think that they were just using her image. Yeah, she too. had the box, too. Right? It was the box. Too. Okay, okay. Yeah, they were just using her image. I don't even think, like, she even, like, you know, was getting any royalties off the of stuff. Or, you know, they, they used her They used her image. So I wonder if, if her family received any royalties. You know, we talk about equitable pay. Did y'all see? Hopefully y'all saw that poster I put up the other day, too, about uh, comparing LeBron James with a young lady from uh, WNBA, uh, that's the that's listen. Those are the kind of challenges you got to deal with, right? Um, you know, you look at you look at this woman. She's in the WNBA, been in just as long as LeBron. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Yeah, here she is, uh, Sue Bird. She's been in the WNBA 17 seasons, just like LeBron. She's got four WNBA championships, just like LeBron's got four. Her 2020 salary was $215,000. LeBron James' salary is $37.4 million, right? Her bonus that she would get for winning the finals in 2020 was $11,000. LeBron James' bonus for winning the finals was $370,000. And that is just salary in the NBA. Let's not even talk about endorsements because uh, LeBron's got, that's where he make all his money, right? You know, LeBron makes ridiculous amounts of money in endorsements. Um, and so we're not even talking about the endorsements. 
uh, you start looking at endorsements and, and the absence of women being included in the endorsement side that are that are that are athletes or or other professional entertainers. Um, you know, you start thinking about these things. It just makes it very very difficult to to say things are equal or that we're catching up or that things are equitable uh, just because uh, of that. Let me take a quick peek here. Did y'all have any other honorable mentions? Well, quick question: Is it just yes. sisters, or is it just, or is this just sisters renaming, renaming, or oh, for the Mount Ru- for the Mount Rushmore, right? Hey, man, you <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble, and you you in slapping distance to Aces, so I'm. A <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so yeah, it's just it's just this. Hey, this is ladies' night, so this is just for them. Uh, this is the the, the, the the women's Mount Rushmore. Um, okay. Oh, come on, for sisters. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Just for just for like sisters, not any other. It, it could be any. It could be any. Well, I, you know, okay. I, I I I had a feeling that you know it would predominantly be sisters on on the list for sure. Okay. But right. but no, it could be it could be it could be anyone. Anyone that's a female. Period. Um, so yeah, do you have do you have a? Uh, I'm sorry, I got I got. I gotta read what Lisa just put on, on Facebook. She said, she said a, a crackhead stole my grandmother's grill and she walked right across the street to the known hot house on the street, knocked on the door and said, Give me my damn grill back. And they did. Barely five feet tall, no fear at all, and all fired. That's hilarious. Because um, I could just see her standing there like five foot tall, knocking on her door, telling her to give her back her grill. Like, Craig, Craig, come <laughs> I'll borrow your barbecue grill. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we recognize that, you know, women have made an incredible impact uh, for sure. And, you know, I, I think it's a thing where, you know, we have to do better at our messaging. You know, we got to do better with, um, I think Catherine put it in the chat box out here on Zoom, uh, we got to do better with, you know, using our voices on every platform that we have. I think I mentioned to you guys last week, you know, it was a post on LinkedIn and it was regarding the, the shooting at the massage parlor down in Atlanta uh, where the, uh, the Asian ladies were killed. And uh, this lady was making a comment on a post that, you know, even women that are sex workers still need to be respected and deserve to have their life. You know, they're not beneath you or anything like that. They deserve to have a safe workplace as well. Um, <clears throat> no different than anyone that's working in corporate America. And it was such a powerful statement. I was like, it's absolutely right. You know, I was always raised, even a prostitute, want to be treated like a, a lady and have a door held open for them. You know, um, so you don't treat women badly just because of their profession, or period. Definitely not because of their profession. Um, and so I sat back and was thinking about, you know, this, and I'm reading the comments and this guy chimed in and he was like, well, not my daughter. My daughter's not going to be working in no sex industry. And, you know, they, you know, that's a, that's a product that they got a, what was a product of their environment. And I'm like, oh, dude, you, I I can't wait to read these comments because he had like all these comments of people responding to him. And I'm like, man, he about to get chopped up. You know, so I go and click on it. And sure enough, like the whole list of ladies are just like, you know, beating this dude down, you know, verbally on LinkedIn. So I chimed in and, I, and I'm and i like, 
hey, Andrew, bro, this is not the forum, man. You need to take a back seat. This is the space for women to be able to come and, and speak their freedom. You can't come in here as a man, especially, you know, saying this stuff that you're saying. Um, so you need to take a chill pill. Um, not now, not right now. <laughs> you know, got to hold that back. You know, I think about that, you know, even just, even just as a Black professional as well. You know, as a Black man, I, you know, I sit back and I wonder, like, you know, will my white allies step up? You know, because it's not, for me, it's not for me as a, as a Black person to say something to white people to correct them in their racist ways, right? They need to police themselves. Otherwise, I'm just like the angry Black guy saying something to them to tell them, hey, this is unacceptable. They need to do that among themselves. It's not my responsibility to teach you about, you know, my, my, my Black culture. You need to pick up a book and purchase it and invest in it and learn on it on your own. Right. And then if you have questions, you can come and ask me. But where's your effort that you're learning about my culture? Or, you know, you ask me to be your, your, your um, you know, your educator on it. And so I feel that same way with other groups that I'm allies to as well. You know, um, it's not it's not any member of the LBGTQ's responsibility to kind of teach me about their culture. You know, it's for me to learn and be an ally and, and listen and do what I can with my voice and my platform to create and remove barriers for them. Same thing for women, you know, like you know, I'm, I gotta listen uh, to uh, women and see, hey, what's happening for you guys? What's, you know, I got, Asa can tell that story about her challenges and barriers that she faced. Zakia can tell that story as a female entrepreneur. Catherine could tell that story as a as a woman executive. And so, you know, we think about this and it's like, well, we need their voices. They need a seat at the table. Their voices need to be heard. They need to tell us what their plight is. And then I use my influence as a leader. I use my influence in the spaces that I'm in as an ally to confront other men or to confront those barriers and say, no, we need to remove that because this is what I heard and this is the impact that we're creating by doing this. So those are some things that we really have to give some thought to and, and how we're supposed to you know, approach this, this situation that women are dealing with. It can't just be women screaming from the rooftops. There's gotta be some men out there screaming too, that, hey, this, this is not right. You need, you need to create more equitable solutions and outcomes. And, and we lock arms and we stand in alignment with them to make sure that those things are being pushed forward. Um, you know, Lisa mentions on Facebook and Sadiq, I'll shoot right back over to you. I saw you, um, your hand up for the comments. Um, Lisa says that what some men don't realize is that uh, women's accomplishments uh, don't take away from any of, any of ours, right? So, you know, we're a part of it, you know, to enhance and make life better. And that's exactly right. Like, you know, I'm so thankful that this woman had the mindset to create these signals bouncing back and forth. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here talking to each other right now because there wouldn't be any Wi-Fi, right? And so it, it that enhanced our quality of life. And that's what we have to think about, you know, and acknowledge. We don't need to hide that, you know, under, under the bushes somewhere as if it didn't happen and let somebody else take credit for that work or just not tell the story at all. All of a sudden, just poof, oh, Wi-Fi. You know, no, somebody did that. Somebody created that. Who, who, who started this? Whose idea was this? You know, and let's talk about it and let's bring that person to the forefront and let them share 
their story and their journey of what it's taken for them to do it. So, uh, Sadiq, let's let's go to you, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass the mic uh, over to uh, Asa and Zakia for any more comments on this. Well, actually, it's a combination uh, that we came up with here. Uh, you mentioned honorable mention before, and uh, I don't know if anyone has ever, you know, you may be familiar with this young lady, uh, Alice Coltrane. Oh, brother Coltrane's wife. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm wondering if he's, yeah, I was wondering if she was related to, to the jazz arts. Yeah, she 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 has her own. She did her own, and um, her music is is incredible. And I know she could, you know, she's a verbal, uh, verbal, verbal. So she, I'm not verbal. So I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she actually had an album in 1971 called World Galaxy, in which she, for me, was the first person to actually introduce meditation and mindfulness through music. And so oh. if you listen throughout the album like you will hear certain mantras and then so as you're hearing this and they're also doing certain recitations for the body and for the chakra alignment so it's really really amazing I think it's something that everybody should listen to and experience Um, it's certainly going to change your perspective on music overall and of course much um, much appreciation for her husband also and I think the two of them together were dynamic but I had never even thought she would have such amazing music like what she does. And so I'm very grateful to have received. I'm gonna go get her album. <laughs> all right, all right. What, what was her what was her first name again? It was Alice. Alice. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna look her up and check her out. On the on my list, um, and it's actually a Muslim woman who was the first woman to actually open up a continuing or a higher educational, higher learning facility. Her name is Fatima Al Fahiri, and she's from Tunisia. This is the album. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Alice Coltrane with the strings. Alice Coltrane. All right. She's so nice. Yeah. um, A record player to play it on. You hear all the intricacies of it. It, It's an amazing sound. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. It's a must listen for everybody, I feel like. Right. Enter into that realm. And then also for more women and also men, um, there's a woman by the name of Queen Afua. She is still here with us on this earth. I think she's in her 60s right now. Um, but she actually has two very well-known books. One of them is called Sacred Woman, and the other one is called Heal Thyself. And so she's very big on discovering, tapping into that spirituality aspect. I, I've heard that sacred, I've heard of the Sacred Woman uh, book. And um, because I think there's a Sacred Man counterpart. It is. It's, book it's, it's to not- that. Yeah, yeah. It, now, did she write the Sacred Man book, or did did, did somebody else her write husband, that one? Her husband wrote it. Okay, okay, okay. Allocated to the brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one last one. One last one. One last. Yeah. One. You guys ever go to Atlanta, Georgia? It's this woman named Cecily. She has mastered what is called a spicy kale wrap for all you vegans or vegetarians out there. Even if you're not vegan or vegetarian. If you ever come to Atlanta, Georgia, in the West End, that's where all of, most of you know the culture is. Come to Tassili's, check out her spicy kale wrap. It's going to change your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my plug for. for and she's, you said she makes what kind of wrap? What's in it? It's spicy kale wrap. It's a raw vegetarian, a raw vegan restaurant. Okay, she makes these things spicy kale wraps. 
she started with two hundred dollars. Now she's like two point three million. She started with two hundred dollars, right? And it's this little house. It's this house. It's a house in the West End. It's a restaurant. It looks like a, a regular house. It's a rest, a vegan restaurant. And um, she probably she, non- probably she probably started with some with some with some wraps and a bag of kale and some spices. There it is. And and wait till you taste it. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna check in real quick on Facebook Live. We've got uh, Lisa uh, made another comment, and as a key, I'm gonna transition over to you. See if you got any uh, further comments here, because <clears throat> um, we're gonna wrap up in probably about five minutes here. Uh, let's see. We need more diversity. Lisa says diversity is tough when it comes uh, to race, but there needs to be diversity in experience, industry, age, and gender, etc. Without women, so many businesses and industries would collapse, and that's very true. You know. Um, we can't, you know, we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion a lot, you know, it's a whole career field now that's that's birthed. And we have to really take a look at, you know, where, where people come from type of diversity. We need to look at, you know, because people from the people from the Midwest are different from people on the West Coast, you know, people from the Southeast are different from people from the Northeast. And and then I always forget about people from the Southwest. You know, nobody talks about folks from Arizona and New Mexico, like nobody ever talks about New Mexico. Right. You know, and, but, you know, there's people down there and they got a whole different subculture that's totally different than, you know, people in the central United States. So, you know, we really got to take those things into consideration when people are coming from so many different backgrounds, because when you get the voice of the collective and you've got, you know, more well-rounded people that's got all these different experiences and all these different thought processes, that's when you can really create a nice think tank, right, of people and they can come up with some of the most brilliant and incredible ideas and so we really got to give space to that and allow that to happen because if we think about, you know, women from the West Coast, I just learned something from this lady who's, um, you know, from the West Coast regarding like neuroscience and how the brain works and stuff. And it was, it really blew me away. But she's, she's like on some whole other stratosphere, you know, in, in her, in her thought process, you know, and, you know, folks from the East Coast, we so used to the, you know, to the bricks and mortar. You know, you come from the concrete jungle and, you know, you go out there and it's like everybody's just like so chilled out. You know, I went out to the West Coast and, you know, I remember I talked to my mom after being there for a month and I told her, I'm like, you know what? I realized it's okay to smile. I ain't got a mean mug. No, I ain't mean mug nobody in a whole month, (laughs) you know, Uh, because, you know, you come from the Midwest. You know, you can walk around smiling if you want to. Somebody gonna pull your poke card, right? Uh, and so that's those are some of the things that I think about when uh, when I'm when I'm thinking about you know diversity when I'm thinking about how we can you know help women advance. This has truly been an incredible month. Uh, so I want to want to get some closing comments uh, from from Zakia uh, as well. Uh, there she is. So Zakia, when you when you get settled back in here, uh, let's let's get some final comments from you on the Mount Rushmore uh, piece and any other things that you have for Women's History Month. I mean, you guys have. Named everybody. I'm like um, Mr. Sadiq. I didn't come prepared with, you know, all the women to add, but I mean, you guys have said a lot of great ones. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, to all the women out there, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are amazing, and the world would be nothing without us. So that's so true. I mean, it really would. I mean, um, what, what did Tupac say? You know, we got our name from, we since we came from a woman, got our name from a woman, got our game from a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we think about that and it's, you guys bring life into this world. You, know, you carry life inside of you. 
you know, that's that's just oh my goodness. Um, that's a whole other topic uh, to get into for another day. Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna get ready to wrap things up. You know, we're we're just past our our uh, hour mark. I gotta. I just want to set things up, and then uh, Asa and Sadiq and Zakia, um, if you could prepare like a little thirty second elevator speech to close us out uh, here in a moment. I'm gonna make my little closing comments real quick. Uh, we're gonna go into the month of April, and we listen. We've got so much great stuff lined up for y'all in April. It has been incredible. Um, talking about Women's History Month, but 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 check this out for April. We've got Culture Born getting themselves ready, and I'm telling you, I already know. I don't even know the fullness of what's about to happen, but I know it's about to be incredible. Our next two episodes uh, are going to be uh, a a really a huge tribute to the work and the grind and the hustle and the years of research and, and documentation that's been occurring with Culture Born and their documentary called Death to the N-Word. And listen, let me tell you something. We did a part one uh, last, in season one. And I'm gonna tell you what, that, that one episode has made a huge pivot to the show. That, that's how dynamic that, that topic was. So we are coming back. Make sure you invite people to that. Culture Born is going to be our guest speakers next week for part two and the week after that for part three of Death to the N-Word. Following that, uh, we will have our own co-host, Ms. Zakia, coming, and we're going to start talking about uh, educating, uh, early childhood education. How do we catch um, our, the, the, the young kids in our community early before it gets to the, the, those, those, those years when they start to harden themselves in their teenage years, right? Um, you know, the hard-headed ones like I was, you know, but, but how do we catch them when it's early? And so Zakia's going to come with her crew uh, the week after that, and we're going to start with talking about our, our children. Uh, then we're going to have our, our co-host, one of our co-host's wives, uh, Crystal Hayward, Sam Hayward's wife. She's going to come on the week after that, the week of the 23rd, and she's going to introduce to us regarding um, uh, mental health and the work that she's doing in South Carolina uh, as well, and talk about with, with within the Black community as well, how can we uh, uh, improve uh, and increase and create more outreaches like the work that she's doing in this mental health space. We're going to continue that and close out, and I don't know if you remember her from season one, but Tasha Hart. Uh, who is also a uh, licensed therapist. She's coming back at the end of April, April 30th, uh, with her crew. I believe she's going to be there. Not, it's going to be her crew uh, that she's going to uh, 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 tap us into. So I think she said her son has a game and she's trying to balance the time and the schedule out. Uh, but she's going to come back and we're going to have a, a deeper talk intrinsically because she is also a licensed therapist. But we're going to go into... How do we now try to get, um, you know, men and women, especially in the black community, to make uh, uh, mental wellness checkups, um, you know, finding someone to talk to so that we can start dealing with our emotional intelligence a lot better within our community so we can handle situations better so we can start to make sure that we unpack things that we're dealing with and the pressures that we have. And I'm going to tell you what, so th those last two uh, sessions to book in the month of April. Uh, along with talking about our youth 
in early childhood education, along with kicking it off with a culture board. And, and listen, I'm telling you right now, you do not want to miss any episodes in April because it is about to go berserk with the topics that we're going to talk about. And they're going to be in depth. They may go for about 90 minutes, uh, you know, uh, and then we always do like this little after this virtual room afterwards, but I'm telling you, you don't want to miss an episode in April. So we'll pass the word on, get some more people in the group because we're only going to go live in the group and it's going to be exclusively there. So please bring some more folks to the group. Um, I do want to give some giveaways and I noticed um, uh, to our guest out on Facebook Live. So Lisa, uh, I'm going to inbox you and I think I saw Corey left some comments. I'm gonna I'm gonna get both y'all uh, addresses, and we're gonna send you a max capacity logo gift uh, for being here and being so engaged uh, tonight. Because we really appreciate you uh, for being here. That's gonna be our max capacity giveaway uh, for the month of March. We'll do another one in April, but I'm telling you, April is gonna be on fire. So please make sure uh, you guys don't miss an episode because it's it's just it's gonna be too hot to handle. I can promise you that. All right, so we'll, uh, let's go with Zakia first. Uh, leave us with your 30-second elevator speech, and then we'll go with Culture Born. Sadiq, you'll have to go first because we're going to close it out with Women's History Month. Uh, with, with Matter of fact, Sadiq, as a matter of fact, you go first now, and we're going to close it out with Zakia and Asa uh, to close this uh, celebration out for Women's History Month. So Sadiq is on you, and then uh, Zakia and Asa. Okay, I couldn't go without, you know, mentioning again, you know, this whole, this, this Mount Rushmore, this, this women's Mount Rushmore. And I, and I have to add Zakia, Catherine, and Asa. You guys are definitely uh, on my, my Mount Rushmore, you know. And I ask that you guys keep uh, doing what you do, keep building, build is build. More love to you, gratitude. Right, that's right. Uh, Zakia, what you got for us? All I have is just to tell all the women out there, thank you, thank you, thank you, because we don't hear it enough. And a lot of times that's enough for us to keep us going, make us feel good. So just thank you. I know that's right. Thank you. That's, that's beautiful. Sister Asa, take us home. You know, it's very hard to just narrow it down. And so I think that these categories, I hope cover the people who have definitely made an imprint in my life. So the musicians, the matriarchs, the mentors, and of course, each and every other person that I don't really know how to put them or categorize them, but people that I've met in passing and that it just stood out in some way, shape or form. I'm so appreciative. And of course, a great homage to the brothers who have helped us and supported us along the way. A huge shout out to Zakia, because she's been here ever since that beautiful baby came out. Nonstop. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we appreciate you. That's what I'm we appreciate you so much for being here. I will leave us in the great words of Maya Angelou. We are women, phenomenally. Phenomenal women, that's you and me. I think she sums it up the best. She is definitely on my Mount Rushmore. She belongs on every single mount there is all across the world. She yeah. is dynamic and you know, Ed, we definitely do appreciate you. Everybody, we will be looking forward to seeing you all next week for part two of three for Death to the End Word. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Asa. And I'll give my shout out again, um, you know, to Asa, to Zakia, to Catherine, 
Uh, I'm so thankful for the three of you and the and the body of work that you've put into Master Pascal Friday nights, uh, their dedication and and just your content, your information to share with our audience, your perspectives and stuff, um, and and to engage when we have our guest speakers and stuff on too. I just appreciate your consistency um, and your encouragement. Your kind words, your smiles, your laughters, and, and the way you really just stretch my mind, you stretch my heart, uh, and I appreciate y'all so much uh, because you know it, it, it would it, the show would be a different dynamic if y'all weren't here, you know. And what you've made this, uh, you know, for for me, I just had a I had a vision going into it. I had a goal this you know last year that I wanted to start a podcast. I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what it was going to look like, you know, and. As we took off, I didn't know which direction it was going to go. It was just, hey, I had some topics, this, that, and the other. But what the three of you have brought to the show both seasons have really helped shape who we are today. Uh, and the content and the topics and the conversation and the dialogue has been just so rich. And so I appreciate you very much uh, as well. And to all of our, all of our female audience, uh, we thank you for listening in. We thank you for following us. We appreciate your engagement for those of you on Facebook that you know constantly come in and check in and out every week, leaving your comments. Uh, for those of you that shoot me a message or a text or whatever that have said you know you listened to the show, you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for your feedback. I'm I'm I'm, I'm so happy that we've been able to make an impact in your life, and and I'm glad that we able to see a pause from every single month acknowledge, celebrate, and and raise the voice of what's going on for women in our society. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful for that opportunity. And I can't remember the lady's name, but the lady that made my phone, thank you because you make this show possible as well so that we can get this message out here. Um, so again, April, we got a hotline up for you. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight on this Friday night. You, again, you could have been anywhere but you chose to be here with us. And we are so thankful for you. Y'all have a safe week, an incredible week, and we'll see you next Friday as we kick off with Death to the N-Word Part 2 with Culture. All right. Peace and love, everybody. Join Max Capacity Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific.